everyone, and welcome into the Charm City Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan. The Baltimore Ravens fall to the Indianapolis Colts 22-19 to in a heartbreaker. I'll be talking about all of it here. And just, I mean, a pathetic performance by Lamar Jackson. I'll start off there. Lamar Jackson... Um, 22 of 31, 202 passing yards, sacked four times, took way too many sacks. Of course, the offensive line didn't give him great time. He did well um, running the ball when he was able to find space. He had 101 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So that was good. Um, But all day long, it just seemed like they could not, you know, move the ball past the 50. And... It was uh it was a nightmare. I mean, it was an absolute nightmarish of a game from your quarterback. Is he allowed to audible? Is my question. Is there something that the Ravens are for whatever reason holding him back on that I just don't understand? And you know, I, I don't get it. Um Todd Monken and, and T Martin, they have to do a better job at allowing him to audible. It just doesn't seem like he's allowed to do that. I'm I'm completely um, in awe of how poor of a job he w- was doing there at reading the Colts' defense. It was kind of obvious they were showing blitz, and they most of the time were bringing the blitz. When he dropped back... I mean, nothing, you know, nothing was opening up for him right away. And when that happened, he would just take off and run or, you know, and then end up in trouble. But if he would have called an audible, checked out of a few run plays that they ran when the defense was showing blitz and would have tried to get something underneath to a, a Zay Flowers, um, you know, so one of your quick guys. He would have had a legitimate shot, but it didn't happen. Zay Flowers did get eight catches for 48 yards, targeted 10 times, and I really think that what the Ravens need to start to do with him is a lot similar to what the Dolphins are doing with Tyreek Hill. They're getting him out in space. They're motioning him, um, you know, pre-snap. I mean, this is a copycat lead league. Uh, they get him in motion. And they get him the ball, which allows him to use his speed and space and really opens up the field for the offense. The Ravens need to start to do that. You've got a player there with elite speed that can open things up for you. Um, Mark Andrews was held in check, four catches, 35 yards. Nelson Aguilar, four catches, 39. Um, I believe he was the recipient of that big catch that put Justin Tucker in field goal range for that 61-yarder, which I suppose I'll talk about now. But that was a really, really, um, I don't really know how to exactly put this, but it was like a mirage where you thought it was something and it wasn't. I mean, that ball was hanging in the air, I thought, over the goalpost for like five seconds. It looked like it was through. It literally, I, I still am in awe of how he, of how it died. And when you got to see the camera angle underneath, 
you saw the wind became a factor and it just kind of pushed the ball down because if there's no wind out there, that's going straight through. That was all wind. That was a real shame, but it didn't need to come to that. I mean, Lamar takes a sack a few plays before when he shouldn't have. He should have felt the heat coming, and I'll say this. The offensive line did a terrible job protecting him, but he should have felt the heat heat coming, scrambled out, and threw it away. Ravens had two two fumbles on the day as well that they lost. Kenyon Drake, who had a big catch out of the backfield, um, and then ends up 24-yard catch and run, and then he fumbles inside the 20. Terrible. Just absolutely terrible um, by Kenyon Drake. And then the Ravens, on a beautiful play by the defense, they get a safety, and then it's a quick three and out, and they do nothing you know, kind of creative back there or, you know, open up holes. The run uh, blocking doesn't do enough to open up holes. So that way, you know, the Ravens offense could get a first down and ice the game after they got that safety. I thought that was really bad, too. I thought it was completely um, poor, poor uh, job today by Todd Monken and company um, calling plays out there. I thought it was it was absolutely ridiculous. And then, you know... You also look to the other side of the ball um, at the defense. Actually, first, I'll get to this. The non-PI call there in overtime was terrible. I don't know. I don't know how they missed that. I don't know how the refs missed that. I mean, that was pathetic. There were a lot of really bad calls in that opening window today, but that one took the cake. That was a terrible, terrible job by those referees. I mean, clearly Zay Flowers was tackled before the ball arrived. That was an awful job. That would have put the Ravens in field goal range. Could have given Justin Tucker a shot at winning it. This time with the wind, you know, pushing the ball. Um, Just an awful job. Defensively, I said it last night. The Colts will be looking to run the ball. And what happened? 122 rushing yards off 30 carries for Zach Moss. Averaged four yards a clip. Four yards a clip. There were missed tackles. We saw Jadavion Clowney a few times miss tackles. It opened up the passing game. It allowed Gardner Minshew to get the ball to Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, Josh Downs, who also had eight catches for 57 yards. Um, I mean, we clearly saw why Marlon Humphrey is so valuable to this defense, as if we didn't know it already. But the inability f- for the Ravens to be able to cover Michael Pittman Jr. there uh, with Rocky Asin was just awful. Braden Stevens, I don't know what he was doing there in overtime where he was trying to go up and bat the ball down. Um, Geno Stone, who gets hurt, hope he's okay. Gus Edwards left with a concussion as well. We'll get to the injuries in a minute. But... That was a terrible play on that jump ball by the Ravens to Michael Pittman Jr. Gardner Minshew, I mean, you know, he didn't really have a field day as we see the stats 27 for 44, but it felt like it. It certainly felt like it. It felt like he was able to read the Ravens defense. Again, the the run game just opened up the passing, uh, you know, the passing, um, passing plays for the Colts. Minshew was sacked five times, which is good. And, I mean, the Ravens held them, you know, to just 22 points. 
And the passing touchdown to Zach Moss is a play Patrick Queen has to make, by the way. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but, you know, holding the Colts to 22 points and 19 in regulation, you should be able to win this game with this offense. Now, granted, Odell Beckham Jr.'s out. You lost J.K. Dobbins now. Most of your offensive line is out. But Lamar Jackson getting paid what he is paid, you are paid to win that game. And he was taken over at one point, and he just wasn't building off of it. I have no idea what was going on there. He was making plays with his legs. Once the Colts finally shut down his legs, then he couldn't throw. And it's like, dude, if they're shutting down the run, you should be able to have the freedom to audible out. If he's not giving the freedom to do that, that's ridiculous. That is something that a quarterback that gets paid that much money should be allowed to do. So this game is not only I'm blaming it on Lamar Jackson, I'm also blaming it on Todd Monken, and I'm blaming it on the Ravens' uh, uh, training staff as well because those guys need to be ready to go on a weekly basis. That's ridiculous having that many injuries on an NFL team. That is ridiculous. I have no idea what they're doing in practice or what kind of training they're being given, but this is how many years in a row now they've got so many injuries on this roster. I mean, it's too many to count. It's too many to count. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, it was one of the most frustrating Ravens um, losses that I've seen, I would say even more frustrating than the Bengals wild card game last year, because at least in that game, you know, you had a feeling going into it, it was going to be a long shot to win. Today, I even said I'd take the Ravens and the eight points, and I was completely proven wrong because Lamar Jackson's inability to build off of the week before, his inability, his inability to build off of drives and read defenses. I have no idea why it is we're in um, year six of Lamar Jackson and he's unable to pick up on blitzes. No clue. I mean, what is going on? What is going on? Was it really Greg Roman or is it Lamar Jackson's inability to clearly be coached at this point? I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's something that he should be able to do. He should be able to do this. He needs a serious, serious tongue lashing out there by T. Martin and Todd Monken. I mean, ridiculous job by him today. Um, but the offensive line, like I said, no Ronnie Stanley, no Tyler Linderbaum. It was tough, but hey, they were able to move the ball on the ground. I mean, before Gus Edwards got hurt, he was doing a fairly decent job moving the ball. Melvin Gordon at times had some solid carries, and Lamar Jackson had 101 rushing yards. I mean, he's no he knows what he's doing. He made a heck of a play. I mean, there were some fantastic plays the guy made. He had that one play where he was bottled up in the backfield. Two guys missed him, and he scrambled. It was unbelievable, but like I said, unable to build off of it. Unable. It just didn't make any sense what I was watching. I couldn't believe it. It was something I would expect out of maybe, you know, a year two quarterback, a year three quarterback where it's like, okay, you know, they're 
still, this is a veteran defense. I, I, I mean, Colts really aren't that much of a, you know, they really aren't that many great veterans over there. But still, um, you know, you do have Leonard on the other side of the ball, and he's one of the top linebackers. But still, I would have expected him to have been able to make the make the proper reads there, and he didn't. And I'm just, I'm at a loss of words for the struggles that we're seeing out of Lamar Jackson uh, today. But you know what? Now you have to look ahead to the Browns. You got to move this, move off from this loss. You got to look ahead to the Browns. Um, but the Colts gave you this game, man. I mean, the Colts let the Ravens hang in too long. They allowed the defense to make plays. Again, I mean, great job by the defense. I can't, you know, you can't give them enough credit. Uh, sure, in overtime, you know, they, they allowed the Colts to make plays, but if you're going to allow an NFL team to hang around that long, that's what's going to happen. Mike McDonald, his defensive uh, team did a great job. I, I'm really, and I know he didn't make plays, but I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Jadavion Clowney. Honest to God. I mean, this guy, when they brought him over, you know, people are thinking, you know, his number's up. Um, but he made he was able to be an impact on the game. They just need to tackle. I don't know if it was the wet surface or what, but they needed to do a better job tackling. And maybe that was the problem too today. Wet surface or whatever had the issue with, with the offense and with the Ravens. I don't know. But regardless, you got to make plays. They gave you the game. You had to win it. Tough loss. Again, one of the most brutal losses I can remember seeing. Um, and now that I'm just seeing his name here, Isaiah Likely on the third and three in overtime, also, he had to make that catch that hit him right in the numbers. I know I'm bouncing around here a lot, but this is just one of the, um, the biggest, you know, games that I think you can, you can really bounce around that the Ravens did a litany of mistakes. I mean, a team that's expected to be you know, below average, not a playoff team, wouldn't have made this many mistakes. Look at the Chiefs, how they're handling the Bears right now. As I'm recording this, they're up 21 nothing. I'm not saying the Colts are the Bears, but the Colts are not expected to be that good. Shane Steichen in his, in his first year, third game coaching, did a solid job. Hats off to him. But that game was in the Ravens' hands, and they lost it. And, you know, now, like I said, you look to the Cleveland Browns, and you make that many mistakes against that team, you're for sure going to lose. We saw that today. Um, I, for whatever reason, can't get the Ravens' games. I live 45 minutes from Baltimore here in the Philadelphia market, and instead I had to watch the Patriots-Jets game on CBS. Um, I was luckily, luckily able to get the Ravens' um Colts game once that ended but you know it just that's a conversation for another time as to why I couldn't couldn't get that um Ravens game on my local CBS station but when I was watching Red Zone you know um and I was able to see all this from the Ravens it was a real real uh head scratcher what I also saw from Red Zone and I'm just going to point this out here is the Dolphins putting up 70 points over the Broncos, man, the Broncos stink. But as I was saying about you know putting Zay Flowers using him like Tyreek Hill, 
that's what I'm. That's what I noticed from the Dolphins today. That's what I noticed last week when I saw them play the Patriots. If you saw that on Sunday Night Football, I hope that Todd Monken sees that and he just takes a play out of their playbook. Like I said, it's a copycat league, and the Dolphins right now have the answers um, to what they want to do with their speedsters on offense. The Ravens need to come up with one themselves. So that's going to do it for me here um, today, guys. Dreary, wet, ugly game of football today by the Baltimore Ravens, losing 22-19 to to the Indianapolis Colts. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I'll be back on um, coming up on Friday to preview the Browns-Ravens game, which will be 1 o'clock on CBS. As I just spoke about, I probably won't get it. Why? I don't know. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next.